This week we're going to focus on the origins of Estyville. One of the cool things about Brattleboro's history is how different little neighborhoods emerged as the town grew and evolved. The first European-based settlement actually began in what is now known as West Brattleboro in the 1760s. You may have heard references to certain other sections of town, like the East Village, Squabble Hollow, Centerville, The Trees, Fort Dummer, The Patch, Swedeville, and Little Limerick that emerged in the 18 and 1900s. Estyville is another one of the neighborhoods which began around 1870. In 1869, businessman Jacob Esty bought 60 acres of land from the Dickinson Farm southwest of downtown Brattleboro. Esty had operated three previous organ factories along the Whetstone Brook and had suffered two fires and a flood at those locations. Esty purchased the farmland as the site for a new expanded factory complex. Despite the fires and floods, his organ business was growing. In 1869, Esty employed about 170 people and could not keep up with the demands for his products. The farmland Esty purchased was located on a terrace and sat above the Whetstone Brook. This location lessened the threat of future flood damage, and there were few other buildings nearby, so the threat of spreading fire damage was also addressed. He wanted to build a large organ factory and have enough land to store lumber and provide space for an employee-based community on the hill behind the factory complex. From 1870 to 1874, the Estee factory complex established most of its 20-plus buildings along Burge Street. Further on up the hill, south of Burge Street, the Estee company divided the remaining farmland into 122 building lots with 10 interconnected streets. Estyville was founded on the principle of individual homeownership. Building lots were each sold for three to four hundred dollars, and the Esty Company also built modest one and a half to two-story houses and sold those for approximately three thousand dollars. The lots were large enough for a small garden and a little yard. The Esty Company also offered reasonable mortgages to their employees. By 1872, about 20 percent of Esty's employees and their families were living in Estyville. The lots were available to Esty employees, but could also be purchased by others. If a lot was not sold to an Estee employee, it was often sold to someone who was indirectly employed by Estee. An example was Frank Farr, owner of the livery stable that supplied the horses used to pull wagons full of Estee organs to the train station. While Farr was not directly employed by Estee, his livelihood was centered on the Estee company. In the early 1870s, because so many families settled in Estyville, a schoolhouse was built, the company created a small park, the residents established a church, and the company built a bandstand for neighborhood gatherings. According to the book, Manufacturing the Muse, by Dennis Waring, When conditions within large, noisy, unsanitary, and often dangerous urban factory systems were creating deep classisms and crises of impersonality, Estes workers were able to retain their identity 
and sense of worth more easily because of the intimate village atmosphere. Generally, company employees not only worked together in the factory, worshiped together in church, and lived in close proximity, but joined for other community and recreation activities as well. By 1894, over a fourth of Estes' 250 employees lived in Estyville. The Esty Company closed in 1960, but as the years have passed, Estyville has retained much of its unique neighborhood charm. We'd like to thank Ben Berkson Harvey for his research. He found much of this information in a UVM master's thesis written by Rebecca Williams. We would also like to thank the participants of this year's Discovering Community Summer Institute sponsored by the Vermont Folklife Center for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Yeah.